eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Fitz. And if you don't know who I am, here's a quick bio. Veteran sports journalist who writes, does TV, radio, and is a longtime podcaster. Also, I have stage four prostate cancer, so my doctors advise me to stay home during these COVID-19 concerns. So what am I doing with my time? I'm calling some of the many friends, athletes, coaches, and colleagues who have been part of my life during more than 30 years in journalism. Oh, and I'm hitting the record button. Welcome to my life and the Life of Fitz podcast. In this world of social media, sometimes you come across kindred spirits and bond. I have numerous friends about whom I can honestly say a couple things. I've never met them in person, but I consider them close friends. One of those people is Lisa Horn, an experienced sports journalist based in Southern California. She's worked for entities such as Bleacher Report, The Sporting News, and Fox Sports, covering topics as varied as college football and NASCAR. She now spends her time covering Southern California football, a school that is also her alma mater. After years of bonding and interaction via Twitter, this phone call will actually be the first time Lisa and I have spoken. And if there's a good thing to come out of this coronavirus pandemic, it's that we're taking time to make new and important connections such as this. We have spent our lives in drastically different parts of the country, her in the sprawling metropolis of the greater Los Angeles area and me among the wheat fields and beautiful rolling hills of north central Kansas. But we are both sports riders, somewhat aligned in our life views and both carrying unfortunate experiences with cancer journeys. I'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about but i know this it'll be about topics that are far beyond sports so now let's call lisa horn in orange county california tim hello how are you How are you, my beautiful friend? I'm good. I'm good. I was just, uh, I got I called a little late because I was surfing the internet looking for rock. You know, that's the kind of fast, romantic <laughs> life I lead. Listen, I am so clueless right now on specifics on football, just so you know, because <laughs> my husband cleaned out his office and unfortunately he took all of my notebooks and all of my Phil Steele. They're gone. So, I mean... I feel like a blithering idiot right now. He took your filth, Steve? Yeah, he, I don't think he realized what he was doing. Did he throw away the family Bible, too? No. 
Okay. No, that's good. No, that's on the, that's actually on the living room table. That's we good. just had it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just literally like, I don't know who's, who's quarterback, who's coming in, or I don't know anything right now. That's good. That's where I am every year. I don't even oh. know who I am at this time of year. I, I, oh. I have a memory like an emu. It only stays in there for so long and you got to just kind of load it in. It's like an yeah. old computer. Uh, when you want something, you just load it in and it stays there, but it won't stay there very long. And then I have to learn something new. It's- yeah, I don't mind learning things new. I, I just, I hate it when I, because I use a lot of things to like, just like write down one word that'll remind me, uh-huh. you know what I mean, of something. They're all gone. Everything. <laughs> all the people I've been following on recruiting and I'm like, everything's gone. That, you know, it kind of like, you know, it's kind of like 2020. Just start all over again because this year sucks. I know. It's been an interesting year. I, th- I was optimistic this year. I was thinking, you know, hey, my last couple of years have kind of sucked for obvious reasons. I'm going to get this cancer knocked out in 2020 and get about my life. Oh, hey, here's a virus. Yeah, I don't know how you are even dealing with this right now, to be honest with you, because you are so vulnerable. Yeah. There are so many people that are vulnerable, but you're very vulnerable. And, and we're I, not I think... just talking the virus. I'm just very yeah. vulnerable. I'm emotionally <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think we're all, I, I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally vulnerable, but there's so many people that want to open up and there's so many people that don't. And then there's the people in between who, who kind of see both sides, which is where I'm at, but yeah. I still practice social distancing. I still wear my mask because in case I have someone behind me where I might have the germ and I'm just asymptomatic right. and it gets somehow gets out of my N95 mask, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just don't want to be it. the one that I don't want to be the one that it, that did that to that person. So I, I agree. Um, and the problem is when you wear glasses, you know, this, my glasses get fogged up immediately. Know, it, sucks. It's, it sucks. And I'm sitting at the, you know, the pin register and I have to take the mask, pull it down. I can't read what I'm, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I know it's, it's getting old. Just a delight. Uh, just <laughs> sure. Fun. It's uh, we're going to put the doctors wrong though. Right. I, I'm so confused about this virus. I, I really am. I and, and it just hit so quickly. Not even the medical experts knew much about it, and they're trying to catch up. I think, Lisa, a lot of people have it, and they're just asymptomatic. I My doctor told me that he thinks 75% of the country will have, will have it and be fine or has already had it, and they, they didn't even know. Yeah. I, I think that's what's going on right now. And I think it was here a lot earlier. I think people had it. I've had a couple close friends said I had something in January that had every symptom of this. And all my doctor could tell me was, oh, you got some kind of virus in your chest and your lungs. And I don't know what it is, but you'll fight it off. And they did. And I I just think it's been. I had it. I'm pretty sure I had it in November. It was so bad. My dad, we're over for Thanksgiving and I literally was gasping for breath and I never have like a cough. Okay. And he looks because I'm taking you to the hospital because it was a very dry, unproductive cough. Yeah. And I was gasping and it was two to three weeks before I fought it off. And I finally got over it. And now we're finding out in California that it was here in December or January. Well, why not November? Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> that he had just returned from a 
trip to Costa Rica. So I, I think it's pretty oh, I think and yeah. who knows what yeah. it was in Costa Rica. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but yeah. uh, That's a great place to catch it, though, if you're going to catch it. I know. I know. It's a great <laughs> place. If it really does get bad, it's just a great place to go. If I'm going to yeah. die, let me die on a beach in Costa Rica. Yeah. Be fine. And make it quick. Yeah. But exactly. make it quick. That's this stuff. That's what I was talking to someone else about it. And I'm like, this is kind of sucks. I mean, you just kind of slowly suffocate. And Cambria, mm-hmm. and it's like that's not a way to go. And I've got this phobia. I'm, I'm kind of claustrophobic, so the mask doesn't work well for me at all. But I know I need to wear it when I'm if I go out. I've got, done it once in six weeks, and apparently I cause trouble. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I can't, I can't even like wear a sleep apnea mask. I have sleep apnea, and I can't wear one because I, I just freak out. So I yeah. can imagine if they have to put me on a ventilator, they better just put me under and, and let me sleep because I'll oh, Well, I, for me, the biggest fear is, you know, if I did catch it and it was like a really grim thing where, okay, you know what? We're putting you on the ventilator. We don't think you're coming off of it. You can't even be held by your loved ones. Or that the dog. would bother me. Or the dog. Yeah, you heard her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're dog she was on the radio. Her. She was on the radio last week too. She has a, she has a, she has great timing. Well, no, we're a dog friendly podcast. In fact, uh, I, I've typically <laughs> closed the door to the dogs today. I've, you're my second one of these and I'm just leaving it open. I'm like the hell with it. If they bark, we'll, <laughs> we'll deal with it in post or they'll be on the podcast. Who cares? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's about my life and the dogs are a big part of it. What flavor dog do you have? A chocolate oh, lab. Nice. How about that? Nice. A very good flavor. And wait, I'm trying to remember what yours are. You have labs, right? No, we have uh, two standard poodles and an smart old, dogs. Oh, very smart. Too smart. And a very old, grumpy Scottish terrier. Oh, uh, she's 14. Uh, all of our Scotties, all of our female Scotties, have slowly evolved into cats. And so <laughs> she looks like a dog, but she has all the attitude and bitchiness of a cat. <laughs> I'm not a cat fan, but I love watching cat videos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, They're I funny. Agree. I agree. <laughs> she's just like, uh, you know, the poodles come up to her and she just barks. I'm like, just like a cat would hiss. Like, just get away from me. I don't want to deal with any of this nonsense. Just leave me alone. I'm a cat. They get me through. They are. I, I'm a true believer that all dogs are emotional support dogs. Even if they're yes. trained. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And I'm like, oh, I'm training. I'm like, yeah, they're all emotional. I, you know, I pet my dog and immediately I feel better. Yep. And they know, they know when you need to pet them and they know when they should not move. Believe me. I know. I know. Unless it's dinner time, then it's like, you know. Well, that gets me back to my adventure to the Home Depot that has caused such a uproar. Um, because I went out and, and I needed some stuff. Sometimes you need stuff. I don't care if you're under quarantine or not. Sometimes you just gotta, you Mm -hmm. gotta go. Go get a few things, or you just need to get out. And I wrongly assumed people were being careful out there. I I completely misunderstood the the compassion and humanity or understanding of what wearing a mask means. Right. People don't understand you're not you your mask doesn't really protect you from them. It protects them from you. And if right. we all do it, we're all protected. Right. Well, well I don't know about that. Well, for the most part. So I thought people would be wearing masks. I pull up and I, I look at Becky, my wife, and I go, There's, look at all these people going to the store with no mask and no care. And it's just, it was crazy. I didn't expect it at all. And I freaked out and I got pissed on Twitter, which I do sometimes. And sometimes it's for. That's what Twitter's for, right? I think so. And now everyone, uh, you know, not everyone, I, some really odd people are coming at me. And I'm like, look, you know, it's my life. You, you just stay at home. I'm like, you, sure, that sounds great. But. Why? I mean, why do I have to? 
why can't I go buy something to fix a toilet if I need to and not have people respect my need to do so? And they're just walking around like, you know, they're not practicing social distancing or anything. And I'm like, oh, God. People. I think people are I, I, I honestly think this is what I think. I think I think for the most part, all human beings are compassionate. Right. Right. I think after I don't know how long y'all been in lockdown, but we've been in lockdown since um, March 19th. It has been a long time. Yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden, my husband, I didn't, he had to do some business and I went with him. And you know what? There's traffic on the freeways, which tells me one thing. People are done listening to our governor. Now, I still, I see some guys driving with masks, which totally blows my mind. It's like, really? I don't think you need to do that with your windows up. And, But I, I do see people going into stores without masks. My husband is one of those people, by the way. He's a rebel at heart. He doesn't like people telling him what to do. At the same time, I asked someone, I said, you don't have a mask on. And they said, I did. I had it on when I came in here and it fell off my ear and I didn't even notice it. So sometimes people are like me where I had the mask on, but I had to pull it down yeah. at the pin pad. So there's always those, if you just notice for a second, you know, you may assume the worst. Now, people literally walking into the store, you see them going in from the store with, you know, from the car and they're just like throwing, uh, you know, caution to the wind. That, that's another type of person that me, for the most part, I don't say anything to them, but I know my opinion of them is like pretty low. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I won't, I won't confront them because I got yelled at for going the wrong way in a supermarket aisle. I didn't know there were arrows on the floor. This, it must have just been an, happened that day. But my daughter were in there, and we walked on this. Uh, and this, We're both wearing masks, by the way. And this lady walked by me. She started yelling at me. And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, there's arrows on the floor. And I looked down. I went, oh. And I walked by her. And I looked at my daughter, and we both went, Wow. I mean, she was nasty. So then we're, we're walking towards the produce department, and I stopped to look at some gift cards, and she was right behind me. So she stopped. She literally, I'm not kidding you, Tim, was like on top of me. And I go, whatever happened to social distancing here? So you know what I mean? I think people are just, everyone's getting on each other's nerves. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. I, I understand. I understand. It. And there's like two sides to this. There's the militant people that want to, like my husband. That, yeah. Well, no, they're, they're on the other side that, that want to, if uh, they could call the government and turn you into the party, they would. They'd be yeah, all in on that. You know, nothing in extreme is good. Right. So that's where I think we should meet in the middle somewhere and just say, we don't like this, but let's just do this. It's, you know what? Wearing a mask, is it really, I mean, come on. It's not that big of a, yes, it's a little uncomfortable, know. you know, and I, don't, I make sure that wherever I'm going, I'm only going in there for like 10 minutes because that's about all I can take before I have to tear the thing off. You know, I know. I know. And the thing is, is there's there's people out there that if we really do have this many people infected that are asymptomatic and don't know it and don't have symptoms and they're just fine. That's great. But great for them. They, they might run into someone who works in a nursing home or a hospital or is a first responder who has a sick child at home, something, yeah. some circumstance they don't grasp or understand and yeah. unknowingly infect someone and kill someone. They will never know it yeah. was them that did it, but uh, sadly that that can happen. Or yeah. maybe this isn't nearly as bad as what everyone said and everything in Italy was just kind of a, a perfect storm. And I don't know. I'm just so confused. There's so much information. And, and Lisa, let's get political for just one second. 
you can't trust news anymore on no, either you can't. side. <laughs> on either side, they're all trying Correct. to prove a point, and they just are they're skewing their reporting to fit a narrative. Their narrative. Like, stop yep. it, both yeah, of I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I think we're probably politically aligned. I'm probably. Yeah. I would. I would. I don't like to. To put myself, I don't like to say this is my party because I think some things on some parties are good and some things on other. I'm a libertarian, basically. Yeah. Well, so I like are. my freedom. Yeah, I like my freedom. I don't. I want the government to. The less the government's in my life, the better. Except for things like fire department, police. You know, right. where we need really need them for services. People assume that California is blue. It's really not. It's actually there's two cities, San Francisco and L.A., that are very blue. Right. Everything else is pretty much red or purple. Right. Which yeah. it, like I'm a purple area. I'm in Orange County. It used to be red. Now it's it's purple. But we all learn to get along with each other. California. But L.A. and San Francisco are different animals. I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of Democrats and I'm friends with a lot of Democrats, and they don't even like this this governor because what he did last week was punitive. He opened up Ventura County beaches which is very blue, but the Orange County beaches, which is very red, they're still closed. That's so you can't do that. You know, it's like either well, everybody opens or everybody doesn't. I get it that there's different areas that are, you know, have different issues. Like down in Orange County where I am at, we, seriously, Tim, we, we don't have a problem with this virus. We, we've been very good about following the rules and, and, and it's kept it. We're very flat. Okay. LA is a different story. And so why, why aren't you opening up the beaches? In the counties where they're doing a really good job. See, that's what I don't understand. Well, I understand not having crowded beaches, but if you practice social distancing and you're outside in the fresh air, beaches should be open. Parks it's good. should be open. It's, it's good for you. It's good for your mental health. Right. Well, the picture they showed of Newport Beach was funny because the guy used a telephoto lens so when he did the close-up, it made everything seem closer. Because I was down in Laguna Beach last weekend. I mean, there was no one there except for like 20 protesters. But everyone was social distancing. Right. The cops actually walked away and said, yeah, you guys aren't doing anything wrong. And I was looking at them. I was taking pictures that I posted out there. Newport Beach, it wasn't that crowded. Everybody was, you know, you had families together. They shouldn't have to social distance from each other. But everybody was social distancing from everybody else. I don't have a problem with that. I, I really don't. And 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 then and let's face it, the vitamin D is very good on killing this virus or boosting your immunity so that you can kill the virus. Right. Now, if you're gonna be an idiot and you know go go around and do stuff that's not social distancing, yeah, then then you know what? Then that's out of control and that's irresponsible. Man, I'm I'm just I'm glad I'm not in my twenties right now. Oh, I know. <laughs> That spring break got ruined. That was my favorite thing. Oh, it that what a what a mess. And and the thing is, is people, you know, were saying, well, the kids brought it back from spring break and spread it because of their time on the beach. I'm like, time on the beach? Hell no. It wasn't the beach time they got the virus. It was in the bars at night. Exactly. I mean, no, the beaches weren't the problem. I think people got focused on the beaches because of spring break. I'm like, do you know what goes on at spring break? Yeah. Beaches phase one of the day. Phase yeah. two of the day is the bars. It's after two o'clock. Yeah. yeah. After two o'clock. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I don't know. You'll see in two weeks what the, if, 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 we'll say it's been almost a week since Newport Beach. Okay. Cause we have, we have a horrible heat wave going on out here. So in another week is when you're going to, if you're going to see a spike, it's going to happen in the next week. I, I would be interested to see. If that happens, a lot of people don't realize Newport Beach has 
90 infections, I think. But Hogue Memorial Hospital is in Newport Beach, and they do have COVID patients there. So I think Newport Beach is getting a little more um, higher, a little bit higher infections than it probably needs or it should be getting credit for. Oh, I see. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I live in a you know a, a smaller town in Orange County, a coastal city. But if if I were to get infected, I don't know if they count it as a, an infection at the hospital in Newport Beach or my hometown. That I'm not sure of. Depends on who wants the stats. You're in Kansas, right? Yeah, yeah. How 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 are how, I mean, how is it in Kansas? Well, you is know, it... it's pretty calm. We've got I don't know sixty cases in our county, um, not many. But it how, how big's your county? Uh, well, well the county, I'm not sure to be honest. It, we're in the very edge. Manhattan's in the very edge. Manhattan's 50,000 people. And okay, then, so then you probably another, have 100,000. And another 25,000, 24,000 students when they're in session. So, right. And then we've got, we kind of are adjacent to Fort Riley and then the Junction City. So really the the little area here, not Canada County because they're even a different county, is 100,000 plus, particularly with students. Um, and, and the military adds a lot to it. Well, this thing hit in spring break. So the students went on spring break and never came back. That's what happened with my daughter. She goes to TCU. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's, she's a big 12 girl. How about that? Yeah, that I, I would go to TCU. She couldn't wait to get out of California. <laughs> Someone asked me once if I could go to a different college, what would it be? And my two answers were, well, my three answers are uh, Texas, TCU, and LSU. Uh, if I yeah, to go to Kansas. those are great schools. Yeah. Great well, schools. And they're also in good areas to party, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're doing pretty well. I mean, this town is set up to be have an extra twenty five thousand people in it that we don't have. I'm really worried. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of small business owners, a lot of bar owners, um, a lot of restaurant owners, because that's the nature of a college town, and they're in big mm. trouble. They're in yeah. big trouble, and I'm just afraid when all of this uh, finally breaks and clears up, a lot of them just aren't going to have the finances to reopen and if they do maybe not last much longer after that because yeah i can t people don't understand small business is hand-to-hand -hand combat yep uh, i don't care what small business and i i say small business like family-owned small things i was horrified to see the federal government define a small business as 500 employees or shake fewer. shack and then i then i oh. yeah then i checked the <laughs> the stats on the they didn't even go by that there was like Companies with 600, 800 employees that were getting the small business help. And I'm like, that is not a small business. Yeah, my husband's a small business owner, independent contractor. Yeah. And yeah, a very small business. But, but uh, he had to wait till the second round. To apply for the CARES Act. Well, and the and the big thing here is. Um, and meanwhile, what all these companies, Harvard? Are you kidding me? Yeah. The, <laughs> the thing is, is. It, is it wasn't really that the act was set up to give the money to big companies. The the bigger small businesses, if you want to say it that way, were designed to react quicker. They had an accounting department. They had a whole Exactly. They had everyone in line that could jump right on getting that taken care of. Uh, and your mom and pop businesses were like, Well, I do my own books or my accountant does a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, my, or the wife. Yeah, my I fortunately mean, my accountant was really good and got, got on it if we needed it and um, had a lot of small businesses in Manhattan taken care of because they, they jumped on it. Uh, so that was great. But that's really what happened. It ran out. If you waited till you could apply on Friday, I think it was a Friday. And if you waited till Monday, you were done. You, you that, that's my husband waited. And let me tell you something. I, I don't know if you've gone through the system on how it works, but it wasn't clear even how to do it. 
right? So then I was like, okay, let me try to do this. So you go through like your own bank. And luckily my husband, small business goes through a large, it's one of the largest bank of America. And they were very good about setting up resources, but you know what, just a simple thing like uploading documents. I kept, they weren't clear. Okay. Did it take it? Did it not take it? And then you keep getting these messages saying, and this was the best part from this bank, particularly we're missing documents from you. And then it says in the, in the, in the paragraph, either you're missing documents or you have too many duplicates. And I'm like, okay, but which is it? (laughs) I need to know, did I send you too much of one or am I missing something? It was horrible. So we ended up going on round two. And especially here in California, we have so many small businesses and a lot of them are immigrant owned. And I think they're scared to ask for money. And these are businesses that like in my town, we all go to because we love it. And I wonder, are they are they taking advantage of this? Because they should. But I think a lot are not. I mean. Yeah, I understand. I, I, yeah. I would probably be the same way if I was, you know, if I ran away and was living in Belize, I might be real careful about dealing with the government. Oh, that's one of my favorite places. That, I love Belize. Have you oh. been there? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's, okay, it's everything you thought. It's. First of all, we we were on uh, one of those what they call them a, a key, right? It's yeah. spe- it looks like it's spelled K, but it's a key. Yeah. And we spent the entire day. I, can you imagine? We went from Belize City on a speedboat. We had no idea what we were doing. It was just we're going to pay a hundred bucks, and you guys let's just see what happens. So we were with like twenty other people on this boat, and about forty five minutes, the boat slows down. And you know when you have like that many people on the boat. The, the front of the boat, I know I'm not using the right nautical terms, but whatever, um, it, it tips down so you can actually see what's in front of you. And it's this pier. It's like a 20-yard pier, and there's an island that looks like it might be able to fit 30 people standing up in the middle of nowhere, okay? You get off, and they're broiling lobster, and they've got this music going, and it's this tiny, tiny, I call it Gilligan's Island. I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah. it Tim, it was like, are you kidding me? This is paradise. The water was so clear that when you walked from like chest down, you could see the sand on your toes. Mm. You would love it. You mm. need to go there. You need to go there. Okay. Here's my conflict. This is such a Tim thing. This is why I'm conflicted about Belize is they're very careful about protecting uh, ownership in their markets and in their businesses. So there's not like big resorts there. There's not like, I mean, there, there are, but they're locally owned. I'm kind of, right. I'm a Hilton guy. Well, you can't find a Hilton. I'm a Hilton girl. Yeah. I, I love Hilton. We have Hilton timeshare even, and there's nothing in Belize. There's just, there's just nothing. And it, you have to rent a house. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're going to have to do. And that's what my sister-in-law does. And she goes every year. Yeah. I've never been, I, I plan on going, but it's also long been my, uh, I committed a crime. I'm running away. Uh, country, but uh, I've said it so many times now on podcasts. I'm going to have to come up with a real one so everyone looks for me in Belize and I'm somewhere else altogether. I, you know what? I, I'll, I, you know what? My husband and I would go with you. I, I um, the one of the greatest things about it too is you know here you are in paradise, and everybody speaks English for the most part. Yeah, that's people don't understand it. Yeah, it's uh, it's their official language. And because they had what is it? They had uh, what religion moved there from like Minnesota in the 19th century. They were being persecuted. The, one of the mm-hmm. Amish, it was something, and they they moved there, and so it got intertwined in the culture. It was just for, it's a fascinating area because it's, 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 it's a little weird out there. I mean, you don't get an education past eighth grade, so you see a lot of kids 14 years old that are working. 
I mean, it's some stuff you have to get used to, but it's definitely based on tourism. And it's a beautiful, I mean, where else can you go swimming with a panther? Come on. Swimming with a panther. Yes. This is straight up. Uh, <laughs> I wish you'd do a documentary on that. Swimming with panthers. Actually, I think you can do it in Roatan and the Honduras, too. We did that over there in Roatan, which is, you know, Honduras is one of those places you never really want to go to the mainland. But the island of Roatan is separate. I mean, it's still part of Honduras, but if you like Belize, you would love Roatan because it's like this jungle on an island with monkeys and they have panthers that you can go swimming with in the ocean. Oh, of course. <laughs> you need to put all this on your bucket list. We have that in Manhattan, Kansas with panthers. Yeah. That uh, you can go swimming with? Uh, yeah, I just made that up, but yeah. Okay. Hey, it's Fitz. Let's hit the pause button right here and take a little break. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I've been to Kansas once. No, wait. Is Gretna in Kansas or Nebraska? Oh, I think it's in Nebraska. Yeah, Gretna. I've never heard of that. Gretna? It's the, it's the largest pumpkin patch in uh, Nebraska. <laughs> that kidding, title's you. freaking important. They they are People probably... come from all over the state at Halloween to get their pumpkin from Gretna. Okay. <laughs> I love the Midwest. My dad's from the Midwest. so Big happenings there in Gretna. Uh uh, Nebraska's all right. Lincoln's fun, but I, the rest of the state, I don't know. It's I, I, it's really cool. The people are great. I love farmers. I love the Midwest yeah. mentality. My dad grew up in Indiana. You don't lock your doors. You know your neighbors. Everybody takes care of each other. I think there need to be more of that in this country. I agree. I, we were uh, out and about yesterday. It was Sunday, and it's just beautiful. And um, I mean, it was like seventy-five degrees. Everyone's outside. <laughs> And our neighbors to our south are painting their, they're going to paint their house. So they've painted stripes on the front of their house to decide on colors. And there are three sets of neighbors to them all standing in the street, socially distant, looking and giving our opinions on the colors of the house. And there's Love it. kids riding by on their bikes and very Midwestern. We've got a cul-de-sac and a bunch of young kids and they just, they play down here. They're like from the end of the street, but they come down here to the cul-de-sac end and, and play in front of our house. It's just awesome. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love I, I love the Midwest. I can travel anywhere. I can go to LA and go to Chicago and go to Belize and go to Hawaii. And it's nothing's more than like a three hour flight. And I can come right back to Kansas and yeah, it's great. It's great. I love yeah. I, I hear on the West coast, everything is <laughs> the only thing that's really close that we have an advantage to is, is Hawaii. But like when we go to the Caribbean, you know, that's 10 hours. That's That sucks. That's what, That's a lot. It's a long time. Yeah, that's, you know? getting to Hawaii is almost like that for us because you got to stop a couple places, you know, 
I, well, you can fly to Hawaii out of Dallas. We can fly from Manhattan to Dallas, Dallas to Hawaii, but no That's still way. an eight-hour flight. I don't want to do that. No way. That gets back yeah, to my a- claustrophobia. I don't want to be pinned up in a can that long. And also flying over ocean, that's the only thing. I mean, my mom's from Hawaii, so I, I'm not kidding when I say this. I've probably ended in Hawaii 30 times at least, okay? There's nothing like flying over the ocean for six hours and knowing if there's an emergency, there's 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 no airport to land. It's like, yeah. you know, we're done. That's it. We're going to be in the Pacific with all the sharks. That's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's, that's a... That's kind of a cool way to go. How did how did Tim die of cancer? Coronavirus? No, got eaten by a shark. Well, badass. <laughs> we got some badass sharks out here, though. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't like <laughs> things swimming around me. I, I mean, uh, I have a healthy respect for the water. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I only go out so far. Uh, when I'm in the ocean, I love getting down the ocean. I love watching the waves break. I love to be around it. And, but I only go out so far because I I probably am delicious. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to brag, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking if I was Do mosquitoes shark, like you? Uh, well, that's another story. But, yeah, if I was a shark, I'd get all over me. Mos- yeah. Mosquitoes don't like me, Lisa, since I've had radiation. Oh, well, finally summer. a benefit, right? Yeah, last finally. summer, everyone around here was getting eaten up, and they'd land on me and go, oh, hell no, and just fly off. Oh, that's a, little, a, little, a lot of electricity and radioactive stuff in I there. Know. I don't know if it was that or my chemo pills. I was thinking it was something. I hope uh, I hope it lasts into this summer because I'm off those pills and radiation's another year away in my distant past. So hopefully I, I still get that benefit and all the negative stuff. That you, know, my husband, I, you know, my husband had cancer, and... He, you know what? It wasn't the chemo so much. It was the radiation that really just, um, he had to do seven weeks, five times a week. Yeah, that's serious. And he had, you know, head and neck cancer. So, I mean, to this day, he's still, he has a lot of things he can't taste, but it ruined his, it ruined his sense of taste, but you know, he's got his health. So, you know, you got to give and take, but he just... Oh my gosh. I mean, having that, well, but the chemo, he had a fanny pack and for a week straight, it was dripping into his veins and then he would have two weeks off and then he had three rounds of that. But he, you know, I I remember the second time around and he just looks, I was at Pac-12 media days and I didn't want to leave him. And I go, you sure you feel okay? And he goes, yeah. And I said, all right. So I went up to LA and then I called him and he goes, I think I have a fever. Well, I remember I turned around and I said to a friend of mine, JB Long, who I, I think he does the Rams football now. He does uh, play by play for the Rams. I said, I got to go. And I went home. He had a 101 fever. And I said, time to go to the hospital, buddy. And he goes, no, no. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't mess with that. And, and you know what? It was his port was infected. And we kept telling him, I go feel around his port. It's hot. You know, and they, they, they didn't want to hear it. They had him in one of those negative ion rooms because Ebola was going on in Africa. And they're like, where have you been? And he's like, are you kidding? I have cancer. I didn't go to Africa. I haven't been traveling. (laughs) He goes, I'm just trying to get some nutrients in my system. That's my goal. You know, but he he lost 60 pounds. And at one point they threatened to put a G-tube in him because the mask was so loose on his face. And he said, you know what? I am not getting a G-tube. And so he'd send me into Baskin-Robbins. And here I am. I mean, I'm not a skinny gal. And I'm like, what's your most calorific milkshake? And they're like, it's 2,500 cameras. I go, give me an extra large. And they were looking at me like, 
I don't think you need that many calories. I said, just, it's for my husband. Just give it to me. Kept him going. Man. I'm not kidding you, Tim. It kept him going. Man, that, uh, yeah, I had 39 sessions of radiation. Um, oh, so you had more than him because my husband had, yeah, yes. it aimed at my crotchal region. Oh, so everything's messed up down there. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they aimed at the prostate, but also it moved into my bladder. That's why right. I'm stage four. And so they aimed at my bladder, bladder neck, but right behind that's my colon. And not to get too graphic, but it fries nerves, it fries muscles, it fries a lot of things. You don't get all the signals. It, you, it, it just It's the gift that keeps on giving, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's. I've regressed uh, in certain areas from... You know, post-surgery, it's right because the radiation kicked in and now I'm on this hormone therapy, which I was doing two and now I'm doing one. The plan was to walk off here at the end of April and and walk it down and and then uh, it takes a couple months for your testosterone to kick back in. I was going to delay that and do another six month dose. And now I'm thinking, screw it. Let's do it. If the virus is out there and my cancer comes roaring back because that then I'm really vulnerable. Let's do it during the summer. Let's have that happen in the summer. Where, well, I think the virus, is, if it's going to really make a resurgence, will be back when we're confined and we're inside and it's cold out. And right. So I think we're, we're going to find out this summer if my cancer's there, if the virus is there. It's going to be your the, count. Your count's pretty good though, right? Your PSA right now, it's good. It's nothing. Yeah, it's nothing because the PSA is is checking your your prostate specific antigen and. I don't have a prostate. It should be zero. So if I have anything, it's cancerous prostate cells that are active. Well, uh, shutting off the testosterone, the cancer just goes inert. And it, but you can't stay on these hormone therapies. I mean, it just destroys you. I've lost all my muscle mass, and mm-hmm. I was a big guy to start with, so losing weight was is almost impossible without muscle mass. But you don't see. Here's the thing: people are like, "Oh, you lost weight, yeah." But when you have cancer, you still look like you look like a Holocaust victim. My husband yeah. saw a picture of himself when he was bald. Luckily, he had a nice dome. You know, some people don't look good bald. He actually looked pretty – I told him, I go, you look pretty hot. You're not Dwayne Rock, but, you know, Johnson. But you look pretty hot, but he had that sunken look in his eyes. Yeah. And he goes, I really looked that bad. I go, actually, you look pretty good there. He looked worse. I mean, he, I'm so glad he didn't know how bad he looked. He was stage three. He had a actually his metastasized into his neck in a lymph node, and it was the size of a golf ball. Mm. I mean, and they were like, not good. And, you know, stupid me Googling. Uh, never Google, oh, ever. No. But, I mean, it's just so dire. And they said, you know, he had a 67% chance of not living but dying. I'm like, those aren't good odds. Yeah. You know? But, you know, he, he beat it. And so many people that he knows or has known Tony Gwynn died from it. I know Bill Kelly, the Buffalo Bills quarterback. I think he's still battling this. Yeah. So it's squamous cell. I mean, it's, it's, he didn't have, luckily he didn't have to have any of the surgery that a lot of people have. I mean, in some respects, I think he was very lucky. It's a horrible cancer. Anytime you get anything in the head and neck, just because it, it, you know, but I think all cancers are horrible in their own way. Like what you're dealing with? I mean, come on. Well, prostate cancer is typically slow, mopey, older men. they can. You die of old age before you die of the cancer, right? right? But you're young. I unfortunately got a hyper-aggressive version of it, which happens when you're younger. Um, Oh, so when you get it younger, the histology is different? Yeah, it typically is much more aggressive. And it spread like crazy. I mean, 
from the time of my biopsies and to the surgery, it just, it took over my entire prostate and it broke wow. the prostate, moved into the bladder. Uh, so if it kicks back into action and gets active, I'm going to be in trouble. I mean, it'll take off and then we'll, the, the next steps are chemo and removing my bladder. Um, I don't know what order in, probably remove the bladder and chemo. I don't know. Uh, but they might be able to remove the bladder and, and not have chemo at all if it's just maintained in there, uh, which I'm actually looking forward to because uh, if they remove my bladder, I get to sleep through the night. Right. I have a friend who has a colostomy bag. Yeah. Just wake she up. She goes, you morning, know what? I mean, she that. goes, people freak out about that. She goes, but no one knows unless I actually tell them. And I'll tell everyone. But but you know what? I mean, and I'm like, I go, but life's easier for me. She goes, yeah. Uh, she goes because she. I mean, yeah. She she had a severe Crohn's. To the, I mean, she's eighty six pounds. That's how bad hers was. Wow. She's a tiny little thing, but it's so bad that they finally said we have to take out. You did. You're gonna have to do a column. And she was fine with it. She's like, yeah, great. Yep. Now I'm not running to the bathroom every five minutes. Yep. Because she goes, you can't live your life having to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Yeah, I wake up to pee a lot. You know, post prostate <laughs> removal, I did that, and I'm. You know, before I did it, after I did it, it's just it's like, what the hell? Just take it. Same. It's all the same. <laughs> just take it out. And uh, the, the benefits are I, well, I will sleep through the night and I'll have uh, a handy bag of urine to spread around my hostas to keep the rabbits off. There you go. So and, instead of cowboy urine, we can use Tim urine. Yeah, I can. Uh, I mean, also, not cowboy. I mean, coyote urine. I, well, cowboy urine would work, too. That's what, <laughs> maybe I'll just put on a cowboy hat every time I empty my bag. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important because you know what? This is this is what it is. I mean, you know, it's like stage four, not good. There's no stage five. Yeah. However, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's the end. But that doesn't mean it's the end. I know I know people have had stage four and they're still alive and they outlived. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it is mental. Some people like, oh, I. You're not that guy. You're like, all right, let's see. What do we? What if? As long as you give someone to look forward to, yeah, why not? Let's try it. Yeah, exactly. You have to look at it that way. Well, and you can't, you can't look down the road. You can't fight the battle that's not in front of you. You can't worry right. about the fact that you mentioned sixty-seven percent. My wife asked a great question. We were uh, with the radiology oncologist. What's the chances that this radiation treatments will work? And uh, it'll wipe. Well, out. define work. What's yeah, the, what, like wipe you it gotta, out. Wipe it out. <laughs> okay. And, and he pulls out, oh, I got a sheet on that. You know, and the, there's the computer program type in all the parameters that this patient has and it spits it out. And, uh, it said, uh, chances of working 27%. Um, life, That's not great, life but... expectancy six years. And I'm like, well, that is not all the information I wanted to hear right now. Yeah. That's probably not something I wanted to hear. I, but now, but I'm are not. there people that have lived lived past the five years? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And here's the thing: I always tell my husband, when you see odds like that, I go, you know what? You need to look at it this way. It's fifty fifty. And he goes, what? I said, you're fifty. Everyone who gets cancer is fifty fifty. You're either going to make it or you're not. I go, that's the way you got to look at it. Yeah. So fight for the make it. The greatest advice I got from someone, his wife had had cancer. He said, when they give you those stats, those stats are all based on other people. They're not based on you. Right. And that's, that is great advice. None of those numbers have calculated in you. And so I immediately said, well, okay, that's what's happened before me, but uh, I'm going to joke this cancer to death and I'm going to make fun of it until it leaves in shame Um, because I'll I'll make pee pee jokes. I'll, I'll give it no, 
comfort <laughs> and uh, I won't I won't abide by its rules at all. You know, I think he would like my husband because when he finished all his treatments and it's been past five, five years and for squamous cell carcinoma, if you can go five years and you've had no reoccurrence in the first two years, you're considered cured. Okay. You know what? Then get move on and get on with your life. Don't keep cancer part of your life if it's not going to be a part of your life in the future. I tell you this. I posted on Twitter uh, about this the other day because that's all I do is post my tweet. Personal, personal feelings and, and stuff, uh, the open book that I am, that my cancer really changed my outlook on a lot of things, and, and including politically. I, I kind of like became less impassioned about the politics of every getting involved and worked up over li- every little thing. I'm like, you know, I've got cancer. Really, some of this nonsense people get so worked up about is yep. silly, and the amount of emotion and uh, people put into this. Uh, you know, for example, we talked about either end of the spectrum with this virus. People mm-hmm. have turned this so political. Uh, our media has turned it political. Our politicians have turned it political. It's a virus that we're all in it together and we need to come together. And I'm really sick of my side's version of this virus is this and my side's version of the virus mm-hmm. is this. You can find any supporting information out there for whatever you want to believe but it used, oh, to be, absolutely. it used to be the other way. It used to be you'd find the information to get to your beliefs. You know what? When you have cancer, you probably – it's like my husband would just sit there and laugh. He goes, these people really think that this is important. Like we're really going to take what someone says and twist it, the narrative to fit their agenda. He goes, you can do that on Fox. You can do that on CNN. You can do it on any news channel. Yeah. He goes, don't they realize that they're all the same? <laughs> they are. They're all the same. They're- they are. Everybody watches the news channel that fits their agenda. We're getting gamed. That's, We're all getting gamed here. We are. They've pitted all of us against And there's each no other. sports, so now we notice it even more. Because we can't get our – we can't – that's the thing. we got to get – you know, I, I was talking to someone about sports. And he goes, you think we should open up? And I go, okay. you can sit fans, make it so that you sell the seats so everyone's, you know, you know what I mean? Like – far enough away. Right. What about the people on the field? I go, the only football players I know that practice social distancing are the offense. The defense is totally against that. They're going to come after you and tackle you and try to bring you down while the offense wants to keep as far away from you as possible. I said, how does that work? All I know, does- if I'm the punter, I'm, I've got my own tent over there. <laughs> And, we were a head case anyway. And I'll, I'll come out of my tent <laughs> and run out there with a the mask on and punt the ball and run back to my tent. <laughs> giving giving head, head the head case. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I have met a couple punters and I'm telling you, they are head cases, a lot of them. They're, they're, uh, they're in their own little world, right? Yep, but that would be funny. Can you see him running out with his mask on, kicking and running back? I mean, that would be funny. Yep. We got to get to sports somehow, some way, and start with baseball. My God, ESPN's starting to show South Korean baseball. And if we all start to enjoy South Korean baseball, I feel like uh, we're doomed. If that's really how bad it's gotten, it's like we start connecting to South Korean teams. We're all screwed. We're just. Well, they showed stone skimming. Did you see that one? We turned on ESPN and they were, you know, trying to skip rocks. Nice. I'm like, this is what it's come to. I mean, bless you, ESPN, for trying to make this a sport. And I actually watched it because, hey, it's competition. But oh. I, I don't even not a, I'm not even a baseball fan. And right now, I got to be honest with you. I know. I would love to see a baseball game. I know. I uh, I got into marble racing, and then I ran out of races to watch. 
<laughs> very exciting. It was very, it was thrilling. And they all, all the marbles are different colors and the, the, it was fantastic. Uh, hey, let me ask you something. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're out there in what they call flyover country, right? Yeah. Which I love by the way. I do what, what is, I, I do, I do. I, like I said, I, I've got Midwest roots on one side of the family and Hawaiian on the other. Nice. What do you all think of people in California? Honestly? Well, <laughs> try not to laugh. When I you know. I, I think most of us understand that that San Francisco is. They're both both big cities are a mess. Yeah, uh, in different ways, totally different ways, um, and that the rest of the state is, you know, mostly an agricultural state. Farmers. Yep. Lot, huge farming. All of Central California and wine. I was very the coastal California is beautiful. I was very supportive of that brief notion of breaking California up into multiple states. I, I, I was for it. I, then I realized we can't get water from Northern California. So I wouldn't want to live there. You know, I've been to San Diego and it's beautiful and the weather's amazing. And, mm -hmm. uh, but it just, it, there's too many people, too much traffic, too much pollution and too much politics right now. So I live in Orange County and, um, you know, the weather out here is beautiful. We pay for our weather though. Trust me. There's a lot of things I like about California. It's a beautiful state. There's too many people. I do like the diversity. I mean, I'm sorry. We have the best Mexican food. My mom moved to North Carolina and she's suffering right now. She says, <laughs> they, they don't, she goes, they don't know how to cook Mexican food. I go, no, I mean, we go to the street vendors in the street and buy it. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, there's so many great cultures we have out here. I agree. And, you know, it's just, it's just unfortunate that we've got, We've got so much political acrimony. It, it, it's to the point where people hate each other now, and it's sad. I'd just like to point out that we have a really nice house that costs under $300,000. So that would be like a million and a half out here probably. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when you're ready to retire, you'll have a nice little nest egg just out of your I can't wait to get out of here. I mean, I would like to move to maybe to Fort Worth, Texas. I, I like it. I don't want to ever move to Dallas. But I'm with you. I'm the same way. We're the same person, just different people. That that's what I'm saying. I, I want to move to a, a smaller town close to a big city, but I don't want to live in the big city. But I like the countryside. You know what I mean? And I just want to get the heck out of California because our taxes out here are ridiculous. I don't even know what the, we're paying for anymore. Now we're saying L.A. is not going to have any sports. Well, USC and UCLA have got to be really concerned. Yeah, if they do that, I think the Pac-12 is dead. If they shut down sports, I... well, you know what's interesting is USC. I think last time I checked was like number five or number four on twenty-four-seven Sports. dot com, mm -hmm. uh, and they're in the top five in recruiting. And everyone's like, "Oh, USC must be doing something right." I'm like, "Hold on a second. I don't think so. Have you been following USC football? Sadly, because right. I, I know you're friends with Ryan Abraham and yep. you know the scope. But the fact of the matter is that the state this year is when they can get their name, image, and likeness compensation for it. I think that's what's going on. L.A. is like a media yeah. – New York keeps saying it's the media capital. No, it's L.A., sorry. Um, that they, they will get so much money. They will make a ton of money. Yeah. And if I'm a flashy receiver or quarterback, I'd be going to USC right now. And that's the downside for Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much of that kind of money that will exist in – in these smaller schools. So, but it'll be interesting. This uh, likeness thing is going to really impact college athletics. I, I really want the big 12 to go after some of the pac 12 in expansion and, and do that, but we'll see how it all plays out. It's going to be a very interesting time. If we ever play sports again, Lisa oh. sports. 
We need sports. I would love to play with the Texas and Oklahoma and K State and oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the Arizona teams. No, just kidding, Arizonas. Well, well, that would be the move. I mean, they'd want they want Arizona, Arizona State, USC, and I don't know if UCLA would want anything to do with it. But um, yeah. Oh, UCLA won't because of the UC system. Yep they they uh, that would be the move the conference would make. And if you're USC and you get your third tier meteorites like Texas, it could be big big money like it is for Texas. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It would be a good move. I think we need to like push this agenda a little bit. I always push my agenda. Nobody listens. Okay. Keep pushing. I do. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. I've got one one fan. There we There's go. my dog. She's agreeing with you. Perfect way to end the podcast, right? There. <laughs> yes. Final word goes to the chocolate lab. Lisa, thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thanks. You know, I pray for you. I, pr- you. I, I pray for you and your family and... You, you got this. Just pray for my wife, cancer aside. Just that poor woman has to put up with me. Thank you, my dear. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Honestly, I went into that phone call wondering if we'd fill out a complete conversation. And within minutes, I knew that would be no problem. Lisa is terrific, and she's lived through her husband's battle with cancer, and they've come out the other side. I find that really inspiring, but a journey with cancer is not something anyone wants in their life. So if you're a man over 45, go get your PSA scored to help detect the possibility of emerging prostate cancer. Early detection is the key to beating prostate cancer. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you real soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.